Hey, it's Dave here. Thank you so much for checking out this bonus episode of Lasting Learning. In this bonus episode, we're going to talk grading. We're going to talk assessment. We're going to talk data and a lot of other four-letter words. So thanks for checking it out. I hope you enjoy this bonus episode as we discuss how to make assessment work. Hey, what's up, guys? Dave here uh, with my Thursday thoughts. I, I promised you at the beginning of August that each Thursday I would just take a couple minutes and share what I'm thinking. Um, I'm going to caution you today. I'm going to be <laughs> getting up on a soapbox a little bit. I'm going to be preaching a little bit and kind of sharing some honest thoughts, very direct thoughts, some very blunt thoughts based off of a conversation I had recently with uh, some school leaders where... Um, let me just let me just be blunt and I'll just say what I said to them. Assessment ignorance is no excuse for educational malpractice. I'll say that again. Assessment ignorance is no excuse for educational malpractice. Just because you don't know something, because you don't know enough about something is not an excuse for going out and doing things that are truly harmful for your school and for your kids. As professionals, it is our professional responsibility to learn about the things that we are doing in our class and with our kids. So let me just let me just boil it all down. Right now, we're in an age of hyper super accountability, which I get, I acknowledge, I accept, and I respect. Accountability often drives progress, it drives success. Feedback is essential, feedback is important. However, we've also taken this to the extreme in a lot of places. There are a lot of schools out there right now that are using assessment and using data and truly the ignorance of assessment and data as though it is a predictive science. Taking numbers, taking scores, taking quantifiable information about kids, about teachers, about educators, about schools, and saying that it predicts future success or future failure. We're slapping labels on kids. We're slapping labels on schools. We're slapping labels on teachers because of data that we don't understand. So, I mean, let me just, let me just, I'm sorry, I, I've got to collect my thoughts here because I'm just going to get rolling here and I want to make sure I don't throw any individual schools under the bus, but I'm hoping that you're listening and that you're reflecting and thinking about uh, whether or not this is something that your school or that you do. If you're an administrator, please listen carefully. Recently, a friend of mine, Lindsay Titus, and Lindsay, I, I know you'll probably watch this at some point today, said something to me that was so profound, but yet so simplistic and so real. She said, the only thing that is certain in life is the past. The only thing that we know for certain is stuff that has already happened. I am sick and tired of us using data, numbers, quantifiable things to predict future data. I am sick and tired of us giving assessments in the fall and in the winter just so that we can predict what a spring assessment score is going to look like. That is ridiculous. And it is educational malpractice. Yep, you heard me say that. It is educational malpractice. Here's why. Let me just give you some, some real numbers. Numbers about me, about Dave Schmidow. Not Dave Schmidow, the student. Not Dave Schmidow, the educator. Dave Schmidow, real person. I weigh 181 pounds. I have a resting heart rate of 57 beats per minute. I run on average 50 miles a week. So far in the last 10 years, I've run 12,250 miles. I have run five marathons. I am five foot, 10 inches tall. 
I have a BMI of about 12%. So a lot of numbers. Let me ask you, when you hear those numbers, do you think, wow, Schmidow, he's, he's healthy. He's going to live a long time. You might. Let me give you some other factors that you might not be aware of. On my maternal side, depression, dementia, and diabetes run rampant. There have been suicides. There has been dementia. There has been early death. On my paternal side, I never met my grandfather. He died of a heart attack years before I was born. My father had his first heart attack about 11 years ago. I'm 42 years old, the same age that some of those other events took place on my paternal side. This is a scary year for me. So let me ask you, when you hear those things, do you still think the same things about me? Do you still think, oh, for sure, you are healthy, you're strong? Or do you think, wow, that paints a slightly different picture? It, it definitely paints a different picture. My past, my history, my legacy does not determine my destiny, but it tells part of the story. Likewise, the numbers attached to my present reality do not determine my destiny, but they help point me in the right direction. Data does not determine destinies. Data simply determines next steps. If we are as schools and as systems saying that this data predicts future data, all we're doing is discounting our ability to make change. If we give an assessment in the fall or in the spring to determine, I'm sorry, the fall of the winter to determine what assessment data will look like in the spring, all we're saying is that teachers don't matter, that teachers cannot shape destinies, that they cannot be the change agents that we all signed up to be. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that teachers are the difference makers. Teachers are the ones that matter more. So quit using data that you don't understand. Quit using RIT scores, scale scores, percentiles, stay nines, standard deviations from the norm, truly stuff that you don't understand to start tell, to, to tell me what is going to happen with a kid, to tell me whether or not a teacher is effective or not. We cannot tell whether or not teachers are effective or not until a generation has passed. Yep, we can use data in the moment. Yes, we can take some observations and give quantifiable feedback. But I'm a child. At 42 years old, I am still a child learning because of things that my teachers told me 25, 30, 35 years ago. Things that teachers told me decades ago still resonate with me and still inform my judgment, still inform my decisions, still inform what I consider to be the labels attached to me because they understood or they didn't understand that their power was based off of a generation. They are still informing me. And this is decades later. Teachers, you are in the destiny changing business. We are not in the label making business. Our responsibility is not to label kids as at risk, gifted, or any other label that you want to apply to a kid. It is not your responsibility. It's not your obligation because quite honestly, oftentimes we don't know all of the data associated with a kid. Data is so much more than numbers. So if you are an administrator, if you are a school, school leader, and you do not understand the data that you are using to judge, label, and determine, figure it out. Figure it out, quite simply. Quit telling teachers to create data portfolios at the end of the year to prove their worth. If you can't tell their worth throughout the year, get into the classrooms more. Don't require them to create some sort of scatter plot to show whether or not their students are growing. You should be able to tell that day in, day out by talking to kids in the lunchroom, joining Zoom meetings observing teachers, having conversations in the hallways. Data does not determine a destiny. So quit treating it like it does.